This is the only true resource that we can actually control for ourselves. Right? It's the only resource that we have that's all equal. Doesn't matter what age, what color, what background, what anything you are. This is the one uh, resource that's all the same for all of us. And so if you look at that and you have all the same resource in that scenario, but different results in the back end, what's that come down to? How it's managed. Hey, this is Blake Sloan. I've been selling real estate over 14 years. Our team of highly trained professionals along with our unmatched marketing has sold thousands of homes here in the Myrtle Beach area. And this is how we do it. So I'll build one more piece out. I'm gonna try to hopefully retire the square for a couple weeks. Let's see, but I just been building this. It's like a frame by frame thing for you guys where I'm taking each piece that's important deeper, right? It's called the TMM, the time management matrix. Very important, time management matrix. This is a simple one, but it's a great review. I've been spending a lot of time on this lately because I've been trying to identify as I watch, how do I help people be more productive and why do some people make it? Why do some people don't? Why do some sell a lot more than others? And it's a big problem just in real estate in general. I, I talked about this. I kind of went back in time because this is one of the first things that was programmed in my mind by two people. One was Craig Proctor, who was an initial trainer for me and Dan Kennedy, who I was uh, coached under, trained under in his mastermind for years. And it's really hard for me to go back to that because I've gotten to where I, I got so obsessed with it, it's hard for me to relate to people when they come in. I can't relate to them, I can't figure out why they do it. And so I really figured out how do I break their basics down and make something that's kind of complicated, very, very simple. And it's really the four main pieces that, that make the most difference here uh, for anyone, right? Why is this even worth talking about today? This is the only true resource that we can actually control for ourselves. Right? It's the only resource that we have that's all equal. Doesn't matter what age, what color, what background, what anything you are, this is the one uh, resource that's all the same for all of us. And so if you look at that and you have all the same resource in that scenario, but different results in the back end, what's that come down to? How it's managed. And so I'm constantly still struggling with it. I struggled with it yesterday. Had some things blocked out, didn't happen. And then all of a sudden I'm trying to fill this gap and I found myself not feeling productive and not feeling in a peak state, in a peak, productive, uh, peak production in regards to what I do. So at no, no point does it get easy, but it's where all the money's made at. The people who have the most money in the world are guess what they're best at? Managing their time. Every piece of it, in every second. And so it's really kind of a gift for anyone and it's something I think that, I think is something we probably should talk a lot more about. Um, and I will break it into four key pieces. There's a lot, we could teach on this for weeks, but I try to make it simple for everyone, for sure. The first piece of that, is it must be planned. Time is dynamic in regards to what our needs are, right? So I have to be able to go back, understand that I've got to make sure I'm constantly adjusting and making sure that I'm really getting to prioritizing what I'm doing. Okay, I'm gonna talk about that here in a second. The second piece of this, it must be specific. If you notice, I'm pulling some of the pieces off of the one core value in regards to the four disciplines of execution. Right? If you notice, it was the number one discipline in the four disciplines of execution, which is why it's important to go deeper in because I need to master that so I can get better at everything else. You guys with me on that? The third piece must be accountable. Talk about that in a minute. And the fourth piece is really what I've noticed about people who I meet with who are super successful, who are similar, and obviously have gotten to a certain level of success in any type of business, doesn't matter. They're selling widgets or real estate or anything in general. It all comes down. There is a certain level that you must be obsessed. 
Those are the four key pillars, right? Number one's got to be planned. Number two's got to be specific. Three, accountable. And four, obsessed. And we'll talk about this in a minute where we have the four key pieces of each, but this is something that can really liberate you in business, but more than anything, it's going to liberate your bank account if it's done correctly, right? And you're able to break it down. So the plan piece, why does this matter? I'm going to give a, a summary over top. It's got to be prioritized. We go to the biggest fire, the hottest fire, and the easiest things a lot of times, and all of those are typically not ones that get you paid. Right? We've seen you guys the four boxes of urgent, not important, urgent, important, all those things. Um, this is important for us to understand that I've got to make sure everything's prioritized. And so from the fundamental aspect, very, very simple in regards to it. The first part piece here, I need to have, make sure I have a short list every single day. So in the morning, I look and say, here's what's going on, here's what's happening, here's what has to be done today. For most of you, right, before you got here, we helped figure out these things here. The one thing in four keys. These are designed to help you get to identify my daily short list. Here's what has to happen today to move me forward to get me to where I need to be. And the whole goal for today is to teach you how to think about this, right? Why is this the way it is and how do I help you guys think to manage better to optimize where you're at? And no matter where you're at, you got an opportunity to optimize, myself included. It was very beneficial for me to go through and figure out, okay, what are all the pieces that I've messed up on and all the pieces I can help other people that I see them constantly mess up on in that aspect. Number two, second piece of this, your long list. Further out stuff, these are less urgent but important, right? There's something that, that you make sure that, you, this is what I got to implement or do this 90 days or this week or whatever it may be. For me, it's implementation of new things. For you guys, it could be things of, guess what? Past clients, call past clients, connecting with them, whatever it may be, specific ones in regards to do. Now, how I do it, mine is I have software online now. What I used to always do is I have my daily planner. My daily planner, super important to have my, my, my schedule for the day. Then my long list of ideas and things that I got to implement, I always keep in the back. I keep my long list in the back. Even every time I warrior, anything I need to implement goes in the back. So like here, at warrior, I have my to-dos for my warrior week, right? That's my long list. And I go back and I implement that into my short list based on what? Prioritization. And so I've got to be obsessed with this. And so here's a key thing. Why does this matter? Like why? Every detail matters, every second matters, every time uh, minute matters. And so what happens is I watch people lock, roll in the huddle at 9.01, 9 o'clock, 8.59, and guess what they don't have? A plan, a short list, right? There's no short list at all. How do we know? They didn't have time to do it, and then how they show up in the huddle. Well, you know, I might, I might do 100, I might do 50. Right? You can just tell them the certainty, and so for me to have certainty, you have these two lists here. That's why it's super simple. That's why we're starting that, that part in the basic. Right? Third piece of this, something I learned that's really important, is I need to make sure I have my one thing. Right? This is the one thing that has to happen today. Where if I can leave and this is done, I feel okay with this, and I feel that I'll be able to get at least some type of win. This is new business, new money. Okay? This is not reactionary stuff. This is the one thing that I want you guys to understand. For me to make money here in the business and I maximize my time, this per first part's got to be offense. And it comes down to the book. The one thing, if anybody hasn't read that yet, I do suggest that. I've read that a few times. And the quote is, what's the one thing I can do today so that it will make everything else irrelevant? So one thing I can do today so that it make everything else irrelevant. Meaning that it's so important, I'm able to get it done. This goes back to the same thing of the what? The 80-20 rule. 20% of the things that you do 
gather 80% of your results all the time. And so I've got to be obsessed with doing what? Identifying every day and prioritizing what's that one thing. Yes, it would be getting something under contract, but if I'm not face to face with a client today, what's the one thing I can do that's going to get me to a contract? Dials. Yeah, or what? An agency agreement or people my bucket. So the way this was designed was designed with that one thing in mind up here, and then these three reverse engineer that. On the seller side, guess what? It's the same thing. You guys got someone's inside sales, the same thing based on what your, your scenario is. That's why I made one for inside sales, listing agent, all that stuff. But the key part is I've got to take time in the morning to prioritize my time. Why? Because they're dynamic. Meaning that based on where I'm at each day, my one thing and my priorities are going to change a little bit. There's content and dials, but based on do I have face-to-face -face appointments today, do I have showings today, whatever it is in the world of real estate, it's always dynamic. So I got to understand what's going to be my one thing that helps get my offense moving. And I've got to make sure that I take that and I prioritize that and break that down. And the fourth piece right here, which is daily. Why? There's a compound effect that makes a big, big difference in this. And I'm, I wasn't really sure when I'm going to do it and just kind of break it down. I really break this down with employees a lot. And I was going to break this in the obsession part in a minute. Um, but why you got to be obsessed with time? Obsessed with every time. And so people come in, you don't realize, and I'll just go ahead and do it now. Um, and that aspect is, let's say you come in and I roll in the huddle. And this drives me crazy. A lot of times employees do this and it drives me crazy too, is they'll roll in right at time to start. And then what do they do? They put the computer on. Computer takes a few minutes to raise up. Then they figure out what they're going to do today. Then they're going to figure out, well, here's what I need to call. Then I'm going to do what? Check some emails. Then they'll figure out my plan. Then all of a sudden, we're 25 minutes into the day before we've ever picked up the phone or talked to anybody or done anything. Guess who else does this? Agents, right? Agents come in, so I automatically go into reactionary mode in what I'm doing. And let's say, let's say it's 15 minutes in the morning. And then what drives me crazy on the back end from a time standpoint, which is why I was going to say this to the obsessed part, is let's say I get out 10 minutes early on the back end, I just check out early, right? Let's say I'm saying at 5.30, 5.20, I just kind of check out and say, hey, I'm about to leave in a few minutes. I don't really give a damn what's going on. So I'm, in essence, I'm wasting 25 minutes in that day. You guys with me on this? Who wants to pull the calculator out? 25 minutes in the day times five days a week is what? 125 what? 25 minutes a week. Not a big deal, right? Not a huge deal. But in essence, that's what? Two hours gone that week. Not going to hurt me, though. Not going to make a big difference. You know what? The crazy thing is, no one's probably going to need notice. So there's the next part. But if I do that four weeks in a month, What's that equal? 500 what? 500 minutes. Just in, don't like cut my computer on, checking my phone, scrolling Facebook, talking to somebody about what I ate for dinner last night. That equals how many hours a month? 8.33 hours a month. Not a huge deal, but it's pretty significant, right? So let's just say through the compound effect like Patrick brought up times 12 months, 
What's that equal? So 12 months equals 100 hours. Divide that up. That's what? 2.5 work weeks right there. Gone. Think you can do a lot in two and a half weeks? Could you put some contracts under? Talk to some people, right? A lot that be done that can be done because the law of just compounding results that come over. Now, that's not to really have anything to do with your momentum. That's a whole different wild card where I would say almost exponential. Because once you get in the pit, you lose your momentum, you lose your energy, it's really hard to get out. Right? And so that's a key part here that's important, but I'm going to come back to that. So the first part, no matter what, I got to come in, I have to have a plan. Every single day has got to be prioritized. So when do I do it? Daily. Daily. I have what? A short list and a long list. My short list is what has to be done right now, my short list offense, which is to score a touchdown, so to speak. Right? What needs to be done today so I can get a touchdown? And so you look at yourself like you're in a football field. If I'm on my own 5 or 10-yard line, I can't be going for the end zone. So I'm probably going to do what? Make some dials to get me a first down. Get a couple first downs, which would be what? Buyer appointments or listing appointments or whatever it is. And then I sign the listing appointment, so maybe I'm at half field. Right? Getting past that. Now I'll do what? Call my bucket, whatever it may be, depending on what i got to go on that week. I want to get face-to-face, belly-to-belly people so I can make some money. In this business, I can't make money unless I'm doing that, but i got to make sure I'm protecting my time at the same time. So the key part, this is super easy. This is one one I almost didn't teach it, but it's important because you guys, this is where the discipline starts at. But it starts when? In the morning every day. In the morning before you do anything. So I have to have a plan. I cannot come in and react. When's the strongest amount of willpower I have? What's that? In the morning. Why? You're fresh. It hasn't happened to you yet, right? If you worked out, you're doing core four, right? You're, you're fresh in your mind. I haven't had anybody yell at me yet. I haven't had to be yell at anybody, right? I haven't had any of these problems yet. So that's why the most important tasks must be done first because I want to hunt it down while I'm fresh, while I'm on my game, okay? Very important. Now, if I'm starting to run the score up and I get something big wins, guess what carries over? Momentum. And so the more strategic I am here in my prioritization, the more effective I'm going to be, the better I'm going to feel. And I've done this for years while I come in sometimes. I do it depending where I, I want to have my morning routine down. I come in and deal with emails first thing. Guess what happened? Off track. I got this in my email. I got that. This happened. So-and-so got this person complaining, whatever it is. I want to make sure I'm doing this daily. And I got to do this multiple times per day. Right? So the first step is what? My list. What needs to be done? What's my one thing? Very important. Super simple. Second piece of this, this is where people start missing the gap. This is what separates probably the 20% the people that can do all this and the 80%. The masses usually stay here if they do anything. And this is a learned skill set, right? Second piece here, super important. I must translate this into something here that's timed. Why do you think that matters? It's got to be very specific in regards to the window of the time, right? Very, very important there. In that aspect, and that's one thing I was going to write down, just we talked about um, in that aspect, is that you got to make sure you're staying that part, but it had to do with deadlines, right? When you set yourself deadlines, what happens? You're more efficient to get it done. What's the number one killer of anybody in real estate? Freedom. The freedom. And I want you to look at freedom as white space on your calendar. I'm just as guilty. Got me yesterday. And I felt like.
I'm like, dude, I don't even know what the hell's going on right now. I have this little window, and I have all these things I got to do, but some of them take too much time for my window because something got knocked out on there. Then I had this other uh, interview on the phone at 3.30, so I couldn't squeeze things in, and all of a sudden I felt like Why? Because I wouldn't have anything specific filling that gap up right there. So I went to some reactionary stuff, and guess what happened? That made me feel worse, right? Because value and fulfillment comes in being on offense and creation, which is where you guys got to be obsessed with, right? Number two piece of that, it's also connected. It's got to be measurable. From a time standpoint for me today, I got to know, did I hit that yes or no? Did I accomplish that yes or no? What creates burnout is not having what they call traction. Traction is when you feel like you do all these things, you never actually accomplish anything. That's the number one cause of burnout at any level. I read that in a book called The Pomodoro Effect, and it basically had people that would take everything, put it into 15-minute increments, and set a timer for 15 minutes, and they would do everything in that 15 minutes. And what it did is it gave them traction so they didn't get burnout. And so I have to have it measurable in time. So what do I have? Myself a deadline? So what does that mean? And I see this a lot with you guys. You know, I know you're not having that. When you're making dials at 7, 8 o'clock at night. Minus Chris, who did 400, that's a different story. Well, I love that shit, right? <laughs> but when I'm here making my 100 dials at 8 o'clock at night, guess what that tells me? Top management's off. Your problem's off because it's not, time is not measurable. So if I have a window between 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock, I'm going to make 50 dials. Guess what happens usually? I compress time to make 50 dials so I can fit, fit that window in. For us, it'd be more like 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock, whatever it is. I'll make $50, $50. And so once I have that frame around myself and that window around myself, guess what happens? I tend to be better at tuning the other shit out. Because the secret here is it has to be timed with a deadline. It has to be measurable so I can count it. This is a big aha for some of you guys because you're just looking at this long window of three or four hours to make all your dials. How do I compact that down to very specific and shorter increments that allow me to get more production less time? That's the level of being obsessed which is super important. I'm always, 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 always racing against myself. So if I don't know how many dials I can make in an hour, how the f do I know what my true capability is? And so I'm always looking at ways to optimize and optimize and optimize. We'll talk about in a second on the fourth piece when all this makes sense. And so how to look at that block of time and figure out how much can I fit in there effectively. Now I can't go back to linear, because then people sit on a dollar all day, I can make $400 by 11 o'clock, right? That's not you know, a true win, in my opinion. If you can win the day by 11 o'clock, you're probably not putting your win big enough. Does that make sense? And so it's a great aha. So I want to do what? I want to have it timed. That means start and end, and it needs to be measurable in many cases. Now, if it's a big project or a big thing, you can still have it as one thing. It needs to be done. I cannot check the box at the end. Does that make sense? And so what am I doing there? I'm leveling up the intensity of my specific timing in that, measure, in, that, in that measurement. Third piece, this is where everybody tends to drop the ball, including myself sometimes. This is a discipline that's hard. It must be blocked. This is easy if I got it blocked out my whole week. Like my coaching call and the meetings, those are pretty easy. Why? They always happen at the same time every week no matter what. What gets you off is that blank space in your, in your, your calendar that you got to take two seconds to enter it in and type it into Google. Because if not, I'm more likely, I'm just as guilty, I go right back to reactionary stuff, which is important. So I need to take the time to do what? 
fill it out in my, my daily planner or my Google Calendar if I have it so it's filled up and I can go right back to that accountability. I'm trying to do something here. I'm trying to hack my brain against distraction. Trying to hack my brain against distraction. Super important. Because one thing I, I found some, some, some data on this, which is pretty crazy. It's one of the Dan Kennedy books I had a long time ago. Um, it says, the average worker is interrupted every three minutes and 50 seconds. The average worker is interrupted every three minutes and 50 seconds. 44% of those are self-inflicted interruptions. Meaning that, what I do? Scroll. My biggest guilt in the past 10 years has probably been emails. Right? I get sucked into that shit. Now it's so, so hard that I gotta close the window. So think about this. The average worker is interrupted every three minutes and 50 seconds. 44% of those are self-inflicted interruptions. 56% of those are inflicted by others in person or via phone calls, text, email, etc., cetera, uh, to get your attention. Here's the crazy part. That equates to 137 interruptions in an eight-hour workday. So you want to take away that, right, from a productivity standpoint and do the math on you wasting an hour, two hours a day for 52 weeks or 50 weeks. Big, big difference there. Okay, and so that's the key part there is you got to understand, here's the thing it says, um, if you aspire to only be average, sorry, if you aspire only to be an average worker achieving average performance and average outcomes, then going along with this will meet your needs and guarantee your mediocrity. It's pretty powerful to read, right? Because if I allow the, the reactionary stuff to get there, it's going to guarantee my mediocrity. And so I got to protect against myself. Why? I don't do all this shit to be efficient. I do this because I want to win, which is super important. And so the fourth piece as a salesperson is very important. Salesperson, this is what a big aha I got from Craig Proctor. I must value that time. Meaning that I'm obsessed with looking at the dollar amount of what I'm doing in that time. At all times. Who remembers what the, 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 the dial value can be from the training? $50 a dial if it's done correctly and you do the math right, you're consistent, you follow up on the back end. And so we're talking about follow up, which I avoid doing. Because it sucks, it's worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars an hour. And so I gotta be obsessed with what? My dollar per hour activities. So if I wanna go back and fill that repair denim out at 10.30 in the morning, I've gotta go back to what? Asking myself the question of what's this value right now per hour for me? Because what happens is we naturally wanna go back into defense and not really value this. If I want to make $100,000 a year, what's my value per hour got to be? $50 an hour. Right? Super simple. So people who make $100,000 in this business are people who are constantly focusing on $50 per hour activities. The ones who aren't, guess what they're not doing? They're not making it, right? They're not doing it. You got to constantly be leveling up, moving that, leveling up, moving that. Same thing with Jimmy Jeremy, right? Jeremy leveled it up. Well surpassed that, and then what did you find, Jeremy? You found leverage through Mark, which allowed you to do what? Focus your time on more important things at all times, which is why our team model is so efficient because I do all the marketing, lead generation, make the machine run. You're able to focus on what? What makes the most money, which is selling. And so that's the key part here, and also why I got to be obsessed with getting better. I want to always, always, always be obsessed with getting the highest dollar return for my time. Like literally, it drives me crazy when I do things that take time or somebody takes part of my time. Part of my morning uh, ritual, I used to read this laminated sheet in my, 
in my shower and said my time's worth $10,000 an hour. Some point to get to that point, right? Over and over and over to what? Train my subconscious to be to that point, which is super important. I need you guys to understand, like, look, I've got to be obsessed with this. Every second of every day, I'm maximizing this value. Why? Because you have the same amount of resources as anybody else does from a time standpoint. 